the biggest thing is you're you are not alone the a veteran is never alone it's just you gotta i can't say you're gonna be handed something in life but you you'll find that person that'll help you or you'll find that activity you'll find you'll find something to push you in the right direction and and that's where you have to give a little to get a lot this is a life in motion audio experience a podcast about travel action sports culture and more what's up and welcome to episode 43 of life in motion i've got bobby rates on the line who's one of the guys behind team overland a nonprofit that uses guided outdoor adventures as an outlet for veterans. These adventures help them overcome challenges associated with service, such as physical and mental health disabilities. I'm really excited to kind of hear all the awesome work that you're doing. Um, so Bobby, thanks again for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for inviting me, Jeremy. Of course, of course. So before we get into uh, Team Overland and kind of what it's all about and what all you are doing over there, um, let's take some time to talk about yourself a little bit, um, kind of get a background, you know, uh, where you grew up, hobbies you had growing up, sort of, you know, how did you get to this place where you are today? Okay, well, first off, my name is Bobby, obviously. Um, I grew up in um, Wyoming and Colorado, so I've been around the outdoors and camping pretty much all my life. Oh, yeah. And um, for hobbies, yeah, I, I went camping, went um, playing up in the hills with my my parents, uh, worked on ranches, so pretty much uh, been a worker since about 13 or so. And then um, when I graduated out of out of high school, 18, decided well the military seemed really good at the time, so I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, spent nine years in there. Got Thank to you for your service. Around. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. I got to travel around quite a bit. Uh, Japan, Thailand, um, stationed in uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, did a little bit of time in Tornan Palms. Um, unfortunately, 9-11 happened and had to go through all that. And um, actually, I was one of the fortunate ones that didn't have to go over to uh, Iraq or Afghanistan. And um, But obviously, being in the military, you still got to see what was going on and everything. Of course. And... Uh, after I got out of the military in 2008, I decided, well, I got to have an education. So I went and actually uh, applied for uh, Universal Technical Institute up in Chicago and uh, graduated out of there and been working on Toyotas ever since for the last uh, 10 years. That's, that's awesome. So to, to go, go back a little bit there, you know, it's, it sounds like you were stationed at some interesting places and I don't know uh I don't I don't obviously don't know what kind of uh, opportunities you have to get out and venture but do you have any kind of interesting stories of like you mentioned like Japan and some other places like <laughs> some kind of fun travel stories that came along with those or like outside or well when I when I was stationed in Okinawa uh, I was out there for a year and I was one of those guys I I wanted to be actually stationed near, near my family. So, you know, I could go back home and see them. And next thing I know, I'm in a little Island out in the Pacific. And I was like, well, this sucks. I don't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, Hey, we are going to send you to Camp Fuji, which is actually at the base of Mount Fuji. <laughs> so being a mountain guy, I got to see Mount Fuji. I mean, who can really say that they actually got to see that in, in real life? Yeah. And then they're like, Hey, we've got to send you to Thailand. Okay. I guess I'll go to Thailand. And 
I think going to Thailand was probably the best thing that ever happened to me in my life because we take so much for granted here in the United States. I get over there, there's people living in shacks, literal, like literal shacks. There's no, no windows, no doors on houses, no running water, no electricity. And before that, all I saw on like on TV shows and here I am seeing that in real life. And it's just amazing. Uh, like I said, what we take for granted over here and uh, seeing that gave me a different perspective on what we have in our lives. And, and then after one year in Japan, uh, I came back to the state side and, and uh, I stationed in North Carolina. So I got to see the culture there. And then uh, the last three years of my career, I actually got to go back to uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, an army base, and actually taught how to uh, do my job. So oh. that's when I got the, the teaching bug. And I was like, this is quite a bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I taught for three years. And then that's when I decided, okay, my body was hurting. It was time to get out of the military. And uh, with my job right now, I'm actually a, the shop foreman. And uh, I do a lot of the, uh, when the newer guys come in the shop, I, t- I teach them how to do the job right. So I, I still get the teaching bug going. And it, I don't think I'll ever leave that in my body. So that, That's awesome. Sounds like some interesting experiences and um definitely sounds like some unique perspectives as you mentioned that you that you gained along the way oh it's Um, amazing that you get to see from from like outside of the other country i mean it's like i said you see it on tv and bam it's right in front of you so 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 a question to to that um how like you know being around the the people that were like new, new, different, no different from that situation, those circumstances, how, how would you say that their, you know, maybe their attitude towards life was like, was it like positive? And that's just kind of, they had, you know, that it is what it is kind of mindset and, you know, made the, the best do. Does that, does that make sense? Uh, it does. It makes sense. But uh, what, um, when I was in Japan, one thing I noticed the Japanese, they, they did not, they did not appreciate the military. Okay. But they loved Americans. It's kind of an oxymoron because I mean, here we are, uh, an American GI over there. And, and like, whenever we went out in town, we were told go home. And I mean, this is years and years and years and many years after like the bombing of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki and stuff. And they still, they still don't like American GIs over there. That's, that was my perspective there, but they loved American. I mean, they love American culture. And so that was the Japan side. And then when I went to Thailand, it was like, we were just amazing to everybody. It's the, um, like our, our U S dollar compared to bot. I don't know what, what it is now, but, uh, you could buy so much money with like ten dollars of our of our currency yeah in in thailand and uh like we always joke that as a private in the military you could live there off of your salary and and be well off i mean you weren't poor you were definitely well off and they 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 looked at us and i mean they didn't look at us like above them or anything but you can tell that they're like they're welcomed us in, in thailand at least in the in the areas because i was i went to like bangkok and patty beach 
and that's something different, but like actually out in the country where we were actually training and got to see the, the culture. It was, it was just an amazing, it's just how we got to interact with them. And yeah. Well, that, that's awesome. That, yeah. Definitely some, some interesting experiences. So, so you, you, you kind of came back and, and, you know, decided it was time to hang your hat on that. And then obviously, you know, you, you, you sort of had obviously the experience of being within the military mm-hmm. um, for nine years or so. How, how did this kind of opportunity or how did you start to even hear or get involved with Team Overland? And I guess that's even pre before, before <laughs> we explain what that is, but kind of what, what led to that opportunity? Well, every military uh, person that, that has to get out of the military there, there's some kind of disconnection, whether it's the discipline, whether it's the being yelled at or, or being like organized. Um, when I got out, uh, I, I completely missed the structure. I missed the camaraderie and camaraderie is, it's a huge thing. Uh, when you're in the military, you, you look at each other as your brother and sister because your life actually literally depends on, on what they do. Yeah. And when I got out of the military and, uh, I came back to the civilian life. It, it was definitely a culture shock for me because like I had a mindset of you're going to do it this, this way, this way, this way. Cause that's how I was like, how I was trained and people are like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, you're like, no, you're going to do it this way. Cause this is how it's going to work. And, and it's just, it's just completely different mindset once you're out in the civilian world. And I hit a stage I was out for probably, uh, like you say, we'll talk about Team Overland. Uh, Team Overland started in, in 20, uh, 2015. It was about 2016 when I was, um, so I was out for about six years, and there's just something still missing. And when I found Team Overland, uh, it was kind of something that I was, something I was missing, I actually found it. So uh, it, it filled the void um, partially. And and that's when I got hooked on it. And that's where we just started growing more and more. So, so, so then transitioning into that. So it sounds like you found uh, team Overland sort of as a uh, I don't know, participant is the right word or not, but as somebody that, that went on one of the trips or the adventures or whatnot. So mm-hmm. what, what is team Overland? Well, team Overland is, it's a nonprofit organization, like you mentioned, that um, we take um, veterans and and civilians. Uh, we just call them, you know, take ass civilians because without civilians supporting the military, we wouldn't be anywhere. Yeah. But we take civilians and 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 veterans, and we take them out on the trails. We uh, work on um, off-roading techniques. Uh, we sit around campfires. We talk about what was done in the military. Um, we, we always refer back to boot camp because it doesn't matter what branch you're in. There's always silly stories about boot camp, <laughs> but um, it's, it's the brotherhood and sisterhood because our females are out there too. We have, we have a whole bunch of females that go out with us and um, we just, uh, I can't call it therapy because none of us are really trained, but I call it campfire therapy. You sit around the fire and you talk your, your issues out something that military people can talk to military people about. And um, we, one thing about Team Overland is we don't segregate 
civilians from military, uh, like uh, the Wounded Warriors and uh, other projects out there because um, without the civilians in our lives, uh, let me take that back a little bit. We're trying to reintegrate the uh, military back into the civilian life. Yeah. No matter where you go, you're going to have that civilian and military um, meshing. And that's where Team Overland comes in, and, and that's how we make it work out a lot better. And we do it by camping, off-roading. And uh, in the past two years, we've actually uh, expanded to where we're part of something called Warfighter Outfitters. And we're now allowing fishing and hunting and crafting. So we're, we're, we're expanding, making ourselves bigger. So that, uh, that's, that's awesome. And it, and it totally makes sense. Um, you know, I, I, or I understand what you're saying. I should say, you know, trying to mesh the two together. Cause like you said, I mean, kind of getting reacclimated to, I guess, whatever you want to call a normal, normal world from coming from the military <laughs> lifestyle uh, mm-hmm. for so long, you know, I mean, like you, like you said, you're going to be around civilians. So, and they're going to be around you. So that that's cool that you incorporate the two together and create those, those, uh, I guess, bonding moments in a way. Yeah. Um, so you said it started in 2015. It, was it, I, I, I believe there's somebody else that started, as you mentioned, because you, you found it a year later. Did Where did that, was it just kind of the same situation, kind of a, a veteran that kind of had a love for the outdoors and like figured well, that this was a great opportunity to connect? Well, Matt Havner is, uh, Matthew Havner is the gentleman that started uh, along with uh, two or three other uh, of his friends. And when he got out of the military, I believe in 2010, yeah, 2010. Um, he he spent a tour out in uh, in Iraq, and he came back. And one day that he uh, before the military, one thing that him and his dad always did was was in the outdoors. So for him, being in the outdoors was like that's his zen area. So he's like, well, if this works for me there's got to be other people out there, other veterans out there. So that's yeah. where, where it, it opened up. And so 2015, uh, May of 2015, he, he established it. And um, they were starting to get going. And <laughs> I told you I, I worked at Toyota. He actually brought his, his truck into the shop. There was an issue with it. And that's just how, how we uh, clashed. I mean, he brought his truck in. He's like, hey, you're military. I'm military. What are you doing? And he told me about what was going on. I was like, well, I want to go out with you. And then, I mean, what, four years later, here I am. I'm actually running the show. And, and Matt is still with us uh, on trips and everything. He just has stepped back as the president, as the CEO, but he's still 100% with the show or with the, the team. And he helps with our grants and everything. And uh, my team is up to about 10, uh, uh, 10 guys right now. Oh, wow. And that is half civilians and half veterans. And oh, cool. it's, it's just, it's just like our, our guests. I mean, you're going to be, uh, uh, commingling with them no matter where you're at. So, uh, I brought in some great guys and they have some, um, background in like off-roading and, and, uh, some of them actually didn't go off-roading until 
they met us and they're like, Hey, this looks like fun. So they, <laughs> we started doing camping and, and, uh, we, um, whenever we set up camp for the, the guys, obviously right now with COVID, it's a little bit different. Um, but, uh, before this year, we would actually drive out to an area, set up a camp, um, get the campfire going for the guys, set up tents if we need to. And, uh, we'd feed them a couple meals a day and, um, at the end of the week, we just pack everything. Over the weekend, we'll pack everything back up and, and head back in and and go back to our our lives and do it again. So, and, uh, I actually have a team that's heading up to uh, Death Valley in three uh, three weeks. And um, same thing, I got half my guides are civilians, half more vets, and I got a couple of civilian guests meeting us and a couple of civilian or veteran guests meeting up, and they're just gonna go have fun and and enjoy themselves, talk around, hopefully talk around the campfire, but probably not with the, the fires everywhere. So. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. So it sounds like it's, and it's a pretty frequent occurrence and I'll, you know, minus maybe some changes with the, the current COVID situation going on, but doing a lot of trips and it's, and it's cool too, how it's, it seems like, you know, especially with the mesh between the two, uh, the civilians and, and, and veterans and whatnot, that, that campfire therapy, like, cause like you're there to get, it sounds like, and I, you know, you're there to get together and have this good time and sort of those, those conversations that are more or less therapeutic, if you will, more or less they happen naturally. It sounds like it's not like the force. Mm-hmm activity right and and, that, and that's what we want we don't want anything forced and then like i've had guests come out with us and like they've been over with us many times and and they don't open up and like two or three trips down the road they just like non-stop talking about what they did what they're um what they're feeling and and it's it's just amazing when people start opening up it's like opening the floodgates and and just feeling that or just having that feeling is just amazing that, Hey, I got to this person. He's, he's opening up now. He's no longer just an introvert. He's, he's actually talking with people. He wants to go out with us. He's, he's asking us, Hey, when's our next visit yeah. or when's our next event? And, and, um, something that I didn't mention earlier, Jeremy is, uh, we have a lot of, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of parents that have come out on our visit uh, on our events without their, without their kids who are in the military, but they come out because they support what we're doing. And, um, one of my guides, his, his son is actually still uh, active military. And for him to be here as a guy, it's just his way of giving back. And I have a, a, a mom that lives like an hour away and she joins us just so she can give back. Um, I believe her, her husband who passed away was military and it's just amazing how we, we don't just touch veterans lives. We touch their families' lives and, and it's just an amazing feeling. Yeah. yeah, no, that, and that's, that's awesome. The, yeah, just like you, just like you said, you're not just touching the veterans life, you're touching the family's lives and, mm-hmm. and the, and the fact that you're impacting so many different people and also building this community. I mean, even like what you said, the, you know, the one guy, you know, he, he came back three or four times before he opened up just the fact that he came back three or four times before opening up, like show obviously showed that he saw some kind of 
value or is getting some kind of benefit from going on these activities, even if he was kind of, you know, sheltered. We must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. Um, so what, you know, so with kind of all of that, you know, what kind of, um, I, I guess overall, like, so, so I'm sorry. So you have about 10, um, 10 people that help you on your team. Mm-hmm. How many people would you say have gone through kind of an adventure, if you will, or a weekend getaway or, or whatever you want to call it? You know, how many people have gone through that? And like you said, are a lot of them recurring like that? We, we um, have about 160 people average a year for the last four years that oh, wow. have been um, out with, with Team Overland. 160 um, veterans and civilians that we um, have touched. And um, when I first came on, it was only a couple people here and there. But then it started growing and started growing. We, we actually, the last, last year before COVID hit, we actually had turned people away. And I never wanted to turn people away. I was like, hey, we don't need to turn people away. But when you hit like 36 to 40 bodies coming into a, a, a campsite, you're like, where am oh, I going to yeah. put people? <laughs> yeah. How are we going to feed them? And, um, and then on top of that, it's like, we we um we offer to uh to drive people we all of my guides have off-road vehicles most of us have recovery gear and you can just look at our vehicles and tell that that we can put them in places that that other people can't and we offer a seat for our guests we're like hey come on you don't even you do not even need a sleeping bag with us we'll uh, we'll give you a sleeping bag We'll give you a tent, we'll give you food, we'll even give you a seat in our in our vehicles. But most of these people that would go out with us, they're like, hey, I drive a 1982 Toyota pickup. I want to see what I can do. It's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so we just let them come along with their vehicles. And um, I'm, I actually came on and I was a technician. So um, I can pretty much fix any Toyota that comes down with a problem. I'm not going to say I'm the best out there, but... I mean, I'm pretty good at MacGyvering stuff, and uh, <laughs> and we have other people that, that know how to to do other things. It's like if you want to bring your own vehicle, bring your own vehicle. If not, we're going to give you a place to, so you can get out there. Uh, we had people, we have had guests that are like, I really like to go with you, but I I don't have a sleeping bag. Like, okay, I'll go buy a sleeping bag so you, so we'll have sleeping bags, and we'll wash them and everything so the guests can use them over and over again, but. There's no excuse to not go with us. Yeah. And, uh, well, right now there's kind of excuses going well. <laughs> COVID, but uh, up until now, <laughs> there's no excuses why you can't. Well, I don't have a place to sleep. I, I have a tent for you. And we have these things called shift pods. Amazing. That's You have to get online later and check them out. They're, they look like mini igloos. We actually have, um, we've had a handful of those donated to us by the shift pod uh, um, owner really? like, here put your guests in these tell me how they work i've had them in snow i've had them in the desert i've had them in the forest they're just amazing really are they all like insulated too yeah yeah they're insulated and like you can um they're actually a big thing for uh, uh the burning man uh concerts oh yeah and whenever they have um like hurricanes and stuff go go through and they have to set up temporary shelters yeah. These things are being used for temporary shelters. And we were lucky enough to get a handful of them. 
and you can actually plumb them up for air conditioning or heat. But really? um, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, we 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 try to get guests out there, no matter how. Uh, it, and we've actually I I had a friend that I served in the military with from Wisconsin. He flew out for Veterans Day two, two years ago, three years ago. And it was one of the best weekends he ever had in his life, he said. And I took a, um, a, a double amputee um, out on a trail two years ago. Obviously, having no legs kind of makes it a little rough walking on the rocks and stuff. We actually have a track chair. We actually have uh, one donated to us and then uh, like I mentioned before, Warfighter Outfitters, they have two track chairs. We have three track chairs that we could throw uh, veterans in. So there is no reason they, these veterans cannot enjoy themselves out in the woods. That's awesome. And, uh, the the track chair was like a game changer. When when we got one of those, it's like, man, where do you want to go? I mean, it's like a little tank. So it goes wherever, <laughs> wherever you point it, obviously with some limits, but uh, I enjoy <laughs> driving it around. So, <laughs> <laughs> but sounds um, like it would be a little fun. Yeah, that and that's cool that that like you said you you don't allow any you don't allow any excuses with an asterisk minus certain you know unforeseen events. But um, that no, that's and that's awesome that you're so accommodating and willing to adapt to because I'm sure there's always times that you hear a different kind of excuse, quote unquote, come up. And you're like, okay, well, how are we going to fix that and turn that not into an excuse? So that's cool that you guys are willing to adapt and, and truly, you know, help, help whoever, you know, that's there. Mm-hmm. What- and we've had, we've had situations where like, like uh, the, the whole track chair thing. At one point we did not have any track chairs. And um, I had a guy who's like, Hey, I want to go out. Uh, we actually tracked down a track chair locally. They let us borrow it for that event. And then that's when we got them donated to us. It's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's, and so, that can't be an uh, easy thing to do. I mean, it's not like a common no. thing that you just find, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking to borrow one. so <laughs> Yeah, good contact. <laughs> yeah. that's So, I mean, yeah, I think it, it goes to show too, like you said, kind of being able to go out and, and adapt and do that. So, you, you mentioned that you know you, you had a, a buddy or whatever from wisconsin come mm-hmm. how what is is it, is it mainly like a local audience or like local people that you help or are there are there other people that you know have eventually you know since you've been around for so long and impacted so many people um that they're finding you from other places and like hey you know i'm gonna travel out west and and see what this is all about one weekend or is it mainly just kind of localized well it it's mainly local, but like we've started to expand uh, mostly through uh, Facebook and Instagram at uh, Team Overland. And um, I've, I have, I, last Veterans Day, I actually had a chief warrant officer from San Diego. He had to go to Eugene, which is like three hours away from us. He's like, hey, I'm coming through the area. Can I go camping with you guys? And it was just amazing timing and he just rolled right into our camp spot. <laughs> and now, now I have a contact in San Diego. It's like, Hey, do you need money? Do you need donations? Do you need this? Do you need that? I was like, I don't need anything. I just need you to spread the word, get, get more, more buddies, more veterans to, to come out here. And, um, it's, it's pretty much how, uh, 
uh, we've gotten the word out. And uh, like uh, Eric, um, I met Eric at, at Overland Expo down in Flagstaff for an event. Yeah. And um, that's how I made that, that open up where I'm talking to you now. It's, it's just word of mouth gets out there and it just spreads like wildfire. And I've actually have had people, uh, the farthest person that has reached out to me uh, was a young lady that lives in Maine, lives in Portland, Maine. And she's like, I want to come to your events. What do I need to do? It's like, well, we're in Oregon, so <laughs> we got to get you here first. And, uh, and like to a point, we actually have funds handed to us where we can um, help to get these veterans here. And um, for us, if we have like a three-day weekend and we can fly a guest out here and then fly him back and we have to put it on our dime, that's nothing for us because that, just that experience is we were able to help that veteran. And, yeah. and that's all that matters to us. I mean, obviously money matters, but that experience for that veteran is now, that might've been the one step that they were going to end their life. And now they're not. I mean, that's, that's a rough way to say it, but it, it goes through all veterans' minds with, with suicide. And we use this even for that. It's like, hey, I can't get out in the woods. What do I need to do? I need, I need to do something. It's like, well, come see us. We'll, we'll get you out in the woods. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, our furthest uh, vet has reached out to me is, is Portland, Maine. The farthest one to actually come out to my event so far is is Wisconsin, but San Diego. I have people down in a uh, well. I have Eric in in Missouri. There, he's like, "Hey, come out my direction if you guys are heading this way." I was like, "Well, I don't see why not in a couple of years, you know." <laughs> when you have to go across country, it, it takes a little more uh, logistics behind it. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can't really do that on a weekend. But yeah, so, back to your original question. Uh, yeah, we're mainly local because we're all volunteers. We don't, none, none of my guides get a paycheck for any of this. And um, I mean, we're, we're weekend warriors more or less. We, we try to get everything done. We all have families. We all have work. And on top of that, we sacrifice our weekends to help, help the veterans. And um, we try to, we try to hit the main holidays like Veterans Day, Memorial Day, uh, sometimes Labor Day. Uh, we'll get a run in March and then uh, an occasional one in, in August. We try to throw random ones in there. But if we can get three solid events, like three-day weekends or two-day weekends and long weekends, then our mission is complete. Because if we, if we touch 20 people, not just vets, but 20 people, that's 20 people that we're are going to send out there and they're going to talk to their friends about us and hopefully by saying good things about us. And, and next thing we know, we have more people coming out to us. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it creates a ripple effect. And like you said, you never know, um, you know, where that turning point in someone's life might be or what that turning point might be. Um, and, and, you know, it could be it could be a trip that weekend you know so that that's mm -hmm. cool to hear hear how that's kind of impacting people um you know even even like i said you know learning you know like me me knowing eric and eric knowing you and then making this connection and you know now now just somebody else that is going to know about what you're doing so that's 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 cool that how kind of the pieces slowly fall are, are mm -hmm. falling into place you know and even getting the loud out there 
uh, word out there louder. So that's awesome. Do what, so I guess to that extent and like seeing different people, what kind of, I don't know if like success stories, but like any like good stories that you have from like maybe, um, I don't know, ex- experience or like an individual ex- experience or something from somebody that went on a trip and just like kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe was surprising how, how things went or anything like that. Well, let's see. Uh, sure Jed Morgan. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jed Morgan, he, he's my uh, W amputee I told you about. Um, he lost his legs and part of his right hand um, with, uh, from an IED. And um, he, he really didn't say much about his experience uh, when he was out with us, but you, you could just see the glow on the, on the man's face from like the time uh, on that trip, he actually rode with me in my truck. And um, it, we all, I mean, veterans, <laughs> we, have a, we have a sixth sense of humor sometimes. And like, <laughs> I have a Tacoma, okay? And uh, I'm looking at him trying to figure out how he's going to get my truck. And I'm like, you would, you need some help. And he's like, worst case, I'll throw my legs in the back seat. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a great trip. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, we got to that, like, he was just like, stayed in, in the truck, enjoying himself. And when he got to uh, jump in the, uh, the track chair, he was, he was gone. He was like down by the river. He was up by the road. He was near the campfire. <laughs> He was having the best day of his life and just a smile on his face. And um, I did have a, a guest. Uh, I can't remember. We, I'm one of those guys. I'm good with faces, bad with names. But he came down and once again, he was a, um, he was stuck in a, in a wheelchair. And he told me, well, I'm in a wheelchair, so I'm probably going to be a burden when I get to camp. And I'm like, okay. Do you have do you have um, limits? Uh, can you use your hands? Oh, I can use my hands. I have a, a good wheelchair, but if we're out in the dirt, my my wheelchair won't do that. So we had a track chair waiting for him, and that man was. Uh, we went up Hershberger to a big old lookout point. He almost went off the side because he was just that excited the fact that he could be up in there, and and he even reached out to me like two weeks, three weeks later. He's like. I need shirts. I need patches. I need stickers. Where do I save my money? Cause I want to go back out with you guys. What's your next event? And like, he was just blowing up my, my uh, messenger. And was like, <laughs> Man, it's amazing. I, I don't know uh, really how much I uh, affect people until I start. Like, I can't say pestering me because it's, it's not really pestering when they're contacting me and everything, but they're like, Hey, when's the next one? When's the next one? When's the next one? It's like, Dude, it's like two days after. Yeah, <laughs> give us, give us some time to relax. And I mean, all we're doing is we're just to us, we're just driving off road like we always do, and sitting around a fire and camping. But to these people, that may be their their first time they've done that in years. Yeah, and we don't know that until like the event. And uh, I had I had somebody that sat around the campfire. They've never done that in their life. And I was like, wow, okay, well. First off, get a bit farther away from the fire. You will burn up. <laughs> and um, it, 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 my, my favorite part is uh, I do a lot of the cooking. I'm, I'm actually starting to slow down, and i got other guys that's going to start cooking right now. But um, one of the biggest things is when, when these guests come, 
they want to they want to help they want they're like how can i help how can i do this i was like the way you can help is go sit by the fire drink a drink eat some food and relax you're yeah. here to relax and and that's the, the once you get over that step the guests are they just relax they chill they're talking to other people there and they're just talking even if it's not military stuff they're just talking about families talking about the outdoors and and right there that that's my my story of success because they're just they're relaxed and it takes a lot nowadays to to relax once you get outside the cities and all that noise and you get out into mother nature it's it's just amazing and that's the reason that i really enjoy it is because you get away from all the all the noise, all the busyness, and you can just look at a tree, look at the stars. I mean, how many people can say that they saw a, a shooting star up in the air and, and and like billions of stars up there? Anybody in the city really can't say that. But once you get up in the woods, it's it's just an amazing sight. That no, that that's that's awesome, and and like you said, that's kind of a good way to sum up a good story. You know, like you say, kind of seeing those and and being being able to sit back you as a guide or cooking or whatever you're doing for the trip itself and actually see kind of these individuals unfold um mm -hmm. and kind of do that disconnect because I, I totally agree with or understand what you mean by you know just sitting out there and just listen to the bugs chirping and you know seeing the stars and all that my, my wife and i actually recently moved away from springfield and um so outside of the city but we have some land now so but we're kind of out in the country now and it's so nice you walk outside you don't hear cars rushing by you kind of <laughs> you hear you know whatever bugs outside or whatever animals that's you know rustling around yeah. the woods but uh it's it's yeah it's it's peaceful and and like you said some people they they've never experienced that before in their life you know no matter what they've done so that's that's awesome that you're yep, exactly. bringing that bringing that to them so so, so with that, what is, what is kind of, uh, what's some advice, I guess, that you, that you could offer? I mean, you know, you, you have a couple of different perspectives here, so, you know, wh whichever perspective mm -hmm. you like to go down, but, you know, either, you know, you know, as a veteran yourself, you know, kind of getting back into the swing of whatever, like I said, whatever you want to call the real world, um, or even, you know, what, what advice could you offer somebody that's kind of getting into that transition, but also, you know, what, what could you offer to somebody that, you know, wants to kind of help people like you did it. And then it sounds like you kind of stumbled upon this, you know, where you kind of could match the two, you know, your love for the outdoors and your experience of the military and wanting to help each other. Um, what, what if, I know that was kind of a loaded advice asking question, but <laughs> what, what what could you offer to to help somebody that might be out there that that could use that that kind of push? I think the biggest thing, um, biggest thing I took out of it is you just unfortunately there. It's a complete different world from civilian world to military world back to civilian world, and it it comes down it's a lot different depending on on the vet i mean you got the veterans out there that have they'll, they'll only serve like three years four years but they bet they got combat time so they they have to deal with that combat um those those demons that that are deep down you got people that i did nine years um i don't have combat time but i i have experienced nine years of military life so i have 
nine years of, of that block uh, discipline. You have veterans that do 20 years. So everybody has, what everybody has to do is they have to find, find a path and follow it. It may not be the path, but you need to find a path, follow it and, and see where it goes. My path, uh, honestly, when I got out of the military, like I said, I went to school, joined um, the, I, I went, to, went to school and became a toilet technician and I went down that path. I thought that was the correct path. It wasn't the correct 100% path. I love my job, but I needed more for my life. So I joined Team Overland and I also expanded my family and I went back to college again and got, got more education. That was my path. The biggest thing with veterans is they have to find a path and follow it. Don't get, get discouraged by it because you're going to get run into so many things you cannot control. When you're in the military, you either have control of it or you have somebody in control of it. And when you're in the civilian world, you don't have control. You don't know even what to control because it's chaos. Out in the <laughs> world. It really is chaos. So you need to find a path and, and, and just stick to it. And there's, uh, there's people out there, no matter what it is you want to do in life, you'll find someone else that can, that can help you with that. Whether it's, camping like us uh, like I mentioned before there's we have a gentleman up in Portland he takes people uh, salmon fishing or he takes veterans uh, salmon fishing and sturgeon fishing like every weekend that's his path we have hunting available that's a path that that veterans in their mind they know hunting they know shooting guns that that's their their happy place so that's what they go do um you just got to find that, that, that one path. And, and like I said, it may not be the path that you need to take, but if you're just sitting idle, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to get depressed and depression. It, it's a thing. And it, it's a bad thing. Uh, it's really bad with, with military because we all will, will hit a stage in our life that we, we feel alone. Even though you're surrounded by people, you're alone. So you got to get out of that that rut of life and figure out which path you need to take. Um, that's, that's my advice, I guess. No, um, no, that, that, that totally made, made sense to me at least, you know, kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, find it, find a direction following it and kind of see, see where that path leads you. And it, it might take mm -hmm. you on a turn and, you know, sort of as it did with you a little bit and, and kind of constantly evolving, but it sounds like, you know, the, the, the big point of what you just said too, is kind of, gets get started doing something um yeah. and then just kind of letting it go and, and follow that path so no i think that that's that's excellent advice and that no it totally makes sense so yeah. the biggest thing is you're you are not alone the a veteran is never alone it's just you gotta i can't say you're gonna be handed something in life but you you'll find that person that'll help you or you'll find that activity you'll find you'll find something to push you in the right direction and, and that's where you have to give a little to get a lot. Yeah, that that's no, that's excellent. I think that's a, that's an awesome place to kind of sort of kind of wrap up everything, you know, and kind of the whole idea behind it. And it sounds like you're, it's, it's cool to hear, hear your story of it and also hear what you guys are doing and kind of, it, it kind of is showing that the passion that you clearly have for 
for this and to help other people as well. So, um, where, where can people find you or team Overland online to kind of see what, what you're up to, you know, if they're local in the area or, Hey, maybe they want to make the trip out, you know, where can they see about different things or upcoming events once everything's normal again, but to kind of see, <laughs> see what's going on. Well, we do use the, um, event, right. Uh, format for our actual events, okay. but we post, we post all of our stuff. And, and something I, I forgot to mention earlier is uh, you mentioned a uh, community. And, and one thing that team over does besides obviously what we do, but in the woods and stuff is we take, we, we help our community out because without our community, we wouldn't be anywhere. Um, we, up until this year, we actually held a, a truck show and each truck show we've, um, the entry fee into our truck show is we, we raised a thousand pounds of food for uh, a food bank. We raised, um, 6,000 diapers for the local, um, like, uh, moms that, that, that don't, not necessarily homeless moms, but single moms and stuff that, that need help a little bit with their, their children. Diapers are 6, expensive. 000. I understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trust me. I know. Uh, <laughs> We, we raised money to help with uh, women that were stuck in sex trafficking and that were escaping that life. We, we raised gift cards to get them from their, their point A to point B um, with giving them food and, and gas and stuff. And um, the, the community has always been behind us. But uh, to get hold of us... Um, we, like I was saying, we do most of our events here locally in uh, Southern Oregon. Um, we uh, post everything on Facebook and, and Instagram under Team Overland. And then we also have other events through Warfighter Outfitters. We're, we're actually part of Warfighter Outfitters. We're kind of the off-road entity of <laughs> Warfighter Outfitters. Yeah. So, uh, like... Um, if you were to donate money to us through Team Overland uh, Facebook, you'd actually be going to Warfighter Outfitters and you're donating the money to that organization, but it actually comes to, to us. And um, we, we help each other out. And we're not just a small little organization anymore. And it's just amazing that like uh, Warfighter Outfitters it's a huge one with, they also have a team. They also have a Facebook and they also have an Instagram and they're reaching out just as much as we are to veterans by, by offering events. And, uh, we all have email addresses. Anytime that you email or you call, um, our numbers on the, um, warfighter outfitters, you'll actually come to, if it's dealing with uh, team Overland, I get the emails or I get the voicemails. If you're talking about um, Warfighter Outfitters or our other company, VV40, who do the same thing we do, but they do it on dirt bikes, um, we each get our messages. So we can, if I get a message that says, hey, I like to go fishing, I can actually put you in contact with people that go fishing. Uh, I may not be able to go take you fishing, but I got people that will take you fishing. And all of our stuff is, is based in Oregon. So I don't care where you are in the world. If you want to go fishing, if you want to go hunting, if you want to go off-roading, look us up. We'll put you in Oregon. We'll get you out on the water. We'll get you in, on the dirt. Get you in a, in a tent next to a campfire surrounded by bugs. <laughs> it's whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. And uh, 
um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the best way to get hold of me. And, uh, I have an email address, uh, rates at warfighteroutfitters.com. Um, I'll get that to you. That way you can put on your, your podcast on that end over there. Well, actually you have it. So feel free to reach out to me. And, and I mean, like I said, if I can't help you, I have contacts that, that can help you as a veteran. So that's, nice. that's what we got to do. We got to help each other. Totally agree. So, so uh, uh, guys, definitely check out uh, the website and social media and all that stuff. And of course, uh, I'll have links to all that on on here. Um, but uh, Bobby, thank you for being on uh, the podcast and sharing your story and sharing the story of everything that you guys are doing with Team Team Overland and and you know, like you kind of touched on the other organizations that are that are similar, just kind of focus on different activities. Um, it's, it's really awesome, awesome to hear that story and kind of hear the unique, uh, I guess, perspective that you have in taking and, and trying to help, help others that are military or military related. So thank you for that. And thank you for your service, of course, well, um, prior, prior to that. Time, Jerry. Yeah, really definitely. And, uh, one, one last thing I want to tell everybody out there is I say we're here in Oregon, but. If, if you're, I don't care where you are in the United States, there are organizations out there to help you. If, I mean, trust me, I'd rather you come see us because we're, we're, we're pretty awesome over here, but there's, there's, <laughs> there's organizations out there. <laughs> there's organizations out there that will, that they're, they're out there. Don't, don't get depressed. Don't, don't think about the bad things. Get out there and, and, just live life. And, and that's the last thing I, I, I can say is just live your life because everybody's worth it. I love it, man. I love that. That's, that's an excellent way, way to end and to wrap it up. And um, yeah, guys remember that message. And like I said, Bobby, thanks again for being on. Um, and I definitely wish, wish you and, and the organizations uh, the best of luck moving forward. Sounds good. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life emotion. Until next time.